today what I want to do is I want to talk to you about financial health. I believe with all of my heart today that today is a day that we can look at our lives, look at our resources, look at where we're at with God. And before you tune me out on this message, uh, it has nothing to do with, with tithing. It, it, there's principles in it. It has nothing to do, you're probably saying, oh, they're going to speak on financial health so that we can go ahead and pick up another pledge. This is not all about that. This message here is a tool to help you in your resources, to help you where God wants to take you in, or in your life. We know throughout the scriptures of the Bible, Jesus talks about money more than hell and heaven. And it's important. Jesus says it's very important how we manage the resources that we have in our lives. Why is it important? It's important because what he gives us is he entrusts us with these resources. We're going to look at a story in the Bible. And it's probably the most misunderstood story in the Bible where Jesus begins to tell us in the book of Luke chapter 16. Um, it is some passages where it appears that Jesus is, is approving dishonesty, but uh, he's looking at this dishonest man. He's looking at this this, if I could say, this clever villain, but he's using him as a hero to be able to teach us in this parable. If you look with me there on the screen and starting with verse 1, it says these words in the book of Luke. Lengthy scriptures, but we have to look at it all the way through the scriptures. And it says, Jesus told his disciples, there was a rich man whose manager was accused of wasting his possessions. So he called him in and asked, what is this that I hear about you? Give an account of your management because you cannot be manager any longer. The manager said to himself, what shall I do now? My master is taking away my job. I am not strong enough to dig. I am ashamed to beg. I know what I'll do so that when I lose my job here, people will welcome me into their houses. So he called each of his master's debtors. He asked the first one, how much do you owe my master? 900 gallons of oil, he replied. The manager told him, take your bill, sit down quite quickly, and make it 450. Then he asked the second, how much do you owe? A thousand bushels of wheat, he replied. He told him, take your bill and make it 800. Then the master commanded the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the people of this world are more shrewd. Uh, I had it earlier. I got tongue-tied on that. Is dealing with their own kind and are the people of the light. Look what it says in verse 9. This is very important. It says, uh, I tell you, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourself so that when it's gone, you'll be welcome to eternal dwelling. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with the very little will also be dishonest with much. So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches. And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, 
who will give you your property of your own. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. Look what it says. It says you cannot serve both God and money. Lengthy scripture, but it's a very good text where Jesus begins to talk about our resources. He begins to talk about how we are managing what God has given in us. And as you begin to think about your life and you begin to think about how we handle our finances, you begin to look, you're either going to love one or the other. This is what the scripture is saying. It's saying that you cannot serve God and money. It's going to be a, a weight on you. If you put God first, then God will take care of all of your resources. If you put money first, you're going to realize that the resources that God gave you, things will be out of whack. Now, I want you to understand in this, this sermon, this, 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 this sermon today, that as I begin to the, apply this into your life, these, these, these nuggets that will be able to help you, because we all need a, a teaching in our lives uh, to be able to help us of the resources that God gave us. Uh, we all know at one point of time of our lives that we have come to struggle in our finances. Am I right? We have come to a place of our lives where we either were broke at one time, we lost our jobs at one time. Uh, but the fact is, is that I want you to understand that as we look at these scriptures and you begin to pay attention to what is being applied here, uh, is that we need to get to a place of our lives uh, that God is always out to protect you. He is always out to bring resources in our lives. Uh, we've been in in places of our lives where, where we were short either in our finances, but what? God always made a way. Can somebody say amen? There have been times in our lives where you looked at your bank account, you looked at your, your you looked at your online banking, you're like, how am I going to live from the next paycheck? Well, as you begin to think about your story, you think about your life, you made it to the next paycheck. The good thing about it is this, is that God is always willing to help us if you call on his name. It's the thing. Now, I'm not here to say and put anybody down that we have poor management skills. We don't. Some do. But when you hear messages like this and I hear messages on prayer, I can never hear enough messages on prayer because I want to better my life how in praying to God. Same with money. I want God to implement. I want God to give me everything that I need to be able to manage what he has given me. Money is tricky. Can somebody say amen? We know how fast money goes. Am I right? We get paid. We look at our bank account, and, we, and what do we say? Where did all my money go? When we go to the ATM machine, you can't just pull $20 out, because when you pull $20 out, how fast does that $20 go? It's gone. You don't even know sometimes where it actually even goes. 
You look like I pulled out $40. Where did that $40 go? Money just disappears just like that. Jesus did not praise this man's dishonesty, but he's praising this man the way that he strategically thought to be able to look at his resources and to look at his debts. Now, we all are wise in one way or another. Now, we can learn from everybody in this room here today. Some people say, well, you know what? I only learn from the people I agree with. If you only learn from the people that you agree with, can I tell you something? Then things are going to come to a place of your lives that that's all you're looking for is looking for the answers that you want to make your life comfortable. You can always learn from somebody that you disagree with. Did you know that? You can learn from their mistakes. You can learn from their faults. You can learn from all of those things. And I want you to understand is that this is why as me, as, a, as an adult now, as a father now, I begin to think about all of the things that my dad told me. Don't get a credit card. Don't do these things. What was he saying? I'm trying to save you from a debt. I'm trying to save you from chaos in your lives. Well, how many young adults are with me here today and we didn't listen? Am I the only one today? I'm preaching to myself. But it's good to learn from, from our forefathers. It's good to learn from our moms, our dads. It's good to learn from preachers like myself, Pastor Salazar, Pastor Danny, Pastor Sergio. It's good to learn these things. These things that we teach you is things that we have experienced in our lives. God wants to bless us. We live the, 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 the phrase of what? Uh, I'm blessed and what? Highly favored. You know that you could be blessed and highly favored one moment, and God could take away that blessing just like that. Right? I mean, you could be waking up in the morning, and man, I am so blessed. I got this car. It is amazing to me. And then you could get a flat tire, and all of a sudden you're like, this crazy car. I want to bring to you what we learn in these scriptures. Jesus is telling this story to the Pharisees. Who are the Pharisees? The Pharisees are the religious leaders of Jesus' day. Uh, they're ignorant. They're not humble. They're self-righteous. Uh, 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 they're demanding. Uh, these people uh, are out just being hypocrites. And Jesus loves to poke around in these types of people. He loves uh, to uh, uh, bring, uh, uh, um, the, to poke around because these folks are just hypocrites. Uh, and what Jesus Jesus is doing in verse 14, he says, uh, these Pharisees dearly loved money. So God says to us, there are certain ways that we have to manage what he has given us. Most believers, and you can say, well, that's all you, Pastor. Most believers are for money managers. And you know, when things fall apart, we want to blame everybody around us, don't we? 
It's the president that we have. It's the government. It's my job. They don't give me raises. Can I tell you whose fault it is when it comes to our monies and the debts? And I want you to do this with me. I want you to get your finger and point right here to your heart. It's us. It's not your neighbor. It's not your kids because they're always asking for new clothes and new shoes. God gave us a mouth to say what? No. Nobody forced us to go get that loan. Nobody forced us to go and get that credit card. Nobody forced us to go buy all of the things that we don't need. Whose fault is it? Us. I want to share with you what not to do with your money. The first thing that we want to look at, not to do with your money, what we look throughout these verses that we just read, is don't waste it. We look at money sometimes as like, oh, I got plenty of it, but we're wasting it. God has given us this as a gift. I look at money sometimes as as pennies. Does anybody just, you know, don't raise your hand, please, because I messed up my whole uh, uh, analogy. But, I mean, really, do we put a pocket full of pennies? Pennies, to some of us, are worthless. Most of the time when you have a bunch of pennies, if you have younger kids, you get those pennies and they're like, they want money. You're like, here, go ahead and take it to your e-kids. Go ahead and uh, go ahead and give an offering. To you, those pennies are worthless. And we waste it. But sometimes the monies that God has given us, your, your paycheck, a blessing that came in the mail. Sometimes we waste exactly what God has given us, wasting it on things that we don't need. He told us in verse 2, the manager was accused of wasting his master's possessions. What you have in your checking account, can I tell you who it belongs to? Not your wife. Not your husband. Belongs to Second thing that we see is don't love it. We saw in our scripture you can serve both God and money. I know that we love money. I know, I know, I know we do. The scripture says the servant can't serve. You can't serve two masters. You can't serve God and money at the same time. The heart of The problem is the problem of the heart, and God wants your heart. God wants your heart. And when you give God your heart, he will tell you exactly where your finances and where your resources need to go. Third thing that we see is don't trust it. You say, what do you mean, Pastor? What do you mean, don't trust it? We see in verse 3, it says, what shall I do now? My master is taking away my job. Can I tell you something here, folks? Uh, Some of us have taken the resources uh, and the things that God has given us uh, for granted. Uh, And when you take things that God has given you for granted as quickly as God gave it to you, he can take it away we all been 
at a place of our lives where maybe we lost our job or maybe lost an income or something tragic took place. Many of us know what it feels like. And sometimes we put our security in our money. We put our security in our bank account. We put our security in all of these things. And what I'm trying to teach you here this morning is this, is that we need as a Christian, as a man of God, and as a woman of God, we need to be good stewards with the resources that God gave us. It's important to have a savings account. It's important to have a second type of plan in your life to be able to, if your car breaks down, you have somewhere to go. If something breaks in your home, you have somewhere to do. What we also learn is don't expect it to satisfy you. Won't name his name, but there is a boxer who has retired from boxing and it's all about money. He has money everywhere. He sleeps with money. Money's on his kitchen table. Money is laying everywhere. He is not afraid to just showcase his money. But let me tell you something, folks. Uh, he loves money so much, even came out of retirement to what? To make money at one time. He's not satisfied with just he got. He's, he wants more. And I want you to understand, there are times in our lives that we always want more. And I get it. I know we want more, right? We're going to go eat right now. We're going to want more on our plate. Don't expect it to satisfy every need. I like what Howard Hughes said. Someone asked Howard Hughes, how much does it, how much does it take to make a man happy? He said, just a little bit and a little bit and a little bit more. He's saying, you're always not going to be happy if that's what you focus on. You're always going to want more. Now, when you begin to look about what should we do, what should we remember daily, what should we remember every single day of our lives? What we learn here, the first thing that we need to do is every day I need to remember it all belongs to God. Your money, your car, your house, your clothes, what we have, I tell you who it belongs to, it belongs to God. Everything that we have, it belongs to God. When you begin to think about it in this term, there are some folks who lease cars and there are people who buy cars. Now when you lease a car, you know normally you turn in that car, what, every two or three years. And if you ever lease a car, you take care of that car because it's not yours. It's a loner. Am I right? You're like, don't you be eating that cheese, cheeseburger in the back. Don't be eating that. Don't, did you tell the kids, don't be eating that candy. Why? Because it's not your car. But when it's your car and you're buying it or it's paid off, you don't care what is in that car. I mean, you're eating chili cheese dogs from Wiener Schnitzel. You don't care if it drips all over the seat valve. It's your car. 
I want to tell you something. What we have here on earth doesn't belong to you. It belongs to God. And God loaned everything to you. And when you begin to think about it that way, you say, God, this is your car. I give it to you. This is your home, God. I give it to you. My checkbook belongs to you, God. This is yours. When you view it that way, let me tell you something, folks. You'll appreciate it a lot more than it just being yours. The next thing that we see, God is using money to test me. A lot of times we think, well, I got to raise because I'm so smart. God is giving you extra money to test where your faith is. To test what you're going to do with it. It is. Not to, God didn't give you an extra dollar raise uh, uh, an hour so that you can go ahead and spend more. God is saying, I want to see what you're going to do with this. He told him in, in the scriptures that, uh, he, that, 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 in, that we're, he'll, he'll give you a little to see what you're going to do to be able to get more. Sometimes we can't even manage the... Sometimes we get mad at God so much, like, God, what are you going to bless me? Well, I want what he got, and I want what she's got. I want what that family's got. And God is saying to you, he's saying, you can't even manage the little that I gave you. It's important that we manage exactly what, we, that what God gives us. It's like, you all remember when you first got your first car? No? It's too far back? Your first car may have not been a brand new car. But if it was your first car, your first beautiful car, you took care of it, didn't you? I remember my first car was a Cadillac Coupe de Ville. Sugar brown. Spoke hubcaps. Could fit 10 people in the back. That was my first car. I washed it, armoreled the tires, not even the, just the tires, but the top, because they had vinyl on the top. Ain't nobody know about that. But what'd you do? You took care of it, you valued it. And when you value those things, God gives you more and gives you more and gives you more and gives you more. Us as parents, when we see our kids not taking care of their, their certain toys, do we just go to Toys R Us, or I don't know if there's Toys R Us anymore, to Target and start buying them more stuff? No, you're like, you can't even take care of that. I'm not going to give you any more. The next thing that we see, money is a tool. I love the fact that money is a tool. He tells us that money is a tool to be used for God's purpose. You say, what do you mean that money is a tool? Uh, doesn't the Bible say that money is the root of all evil? No, the love of money is the root of all evil. Not money, but the love of money. The love of money. Money is good. God created money. But it's the love of money. God says, I give you this money as a tool. 
he tells us in verse 9 in our text, he says, I tell you, use worldly wealth. Money is a tool to be used for what? God's purpose. We don't worship it. Somebody said money is like, uh, 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 like you know, like, 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 like food sometimes. It's, it's there for a moment. And it's gone like that. That's what leads me to my next point because when you begin to think about money as a tool for God, the best use for money is to get people into heaven. Isn't this what we teach here for tithes and our offerings? Oh, you said you were going to talk about tithes and offerings. The money that God gives you, the money that you make, it's a loan from God. He's saying, I'm loaning you with this. And when you come into the house of God, what it's doing, it's reaching the lost. It's reaching the sick. It's reaching our community. This is exactly what God is doing. This is what he's doing with the monies that he is giving us. One day, you're going to have to give account to all of the resources, all of the money that God gave you. It's scary. Because some of us can't even think what we bought last week. We can't even remember where some of us, where we spent our last paycheck on. And it's scary. This is why it's so, so very crucial. This is why it's so very important, folks, that you do keep record of your money. It's good schooling that you Look at online banking, or if you're old school, you got the old checkbook register. No, I'm not going to put you down for it, but I mean, it is just good to go into online banking. They set everything up for you, and, and if you look at your online banking, you can go to a tab, and it'll tell you exactly where all your money is going. Some of us, it's online shopping. Some of us... It's all food. Did you see how I did like that? It's all food. When that first came out, I, I saw one time miscellaneous. I'm like, what is miscellaneous? It was tithes and offerings. An audit. God is going to Look at our finances, our resources. That's what number five says, that one day I'm going to have to give account to God. And as the piano players come up, lastly is this. If I'm faithful with little, God can trust me with more. What I speak to you today is something that I've learned dearly. My life has not always been perfect in managing money. I made mistakes. I suffered. But thank God that when you can come to God and come to him with the resources that he gave you, the planning and planning all things out. The reason for this sermon is this, folks. 
is so that you can be well prepared up ahead of when storms and chaoses come into your life. It's very crucial. You're like, Pastor, you don't understand. I have to live paycheck to paycheck. You don't understand, Pastor. You don't know my circumstance. I may not know, but God does. God knows exactly. And listen to me, folks. I've been there. I've been in those times. It's the only reason I can stand here today and tell you that I'm blessed and I'm highly favored is because of using the principles that God has given me. These principles. These principles here today. I look at it this way, and I'll close with this. Property is huge. It is. We see every day in the news, every single day in the news, where they're trying to solve what? The thing about homeless people around. One thing that I like about coming to Christ and knowing God and using these principles for our lives, it breaks the curse of debt in your life. I said this before, I understood what it was to eat beans, rice in Jesus Christ. And I'll still eat beans, rice in Jesus Christ. I love beans. The moral of the story is this. I've seen that my parents never, ever, ever back down in tithes and in offerings. And because of that, they're blessed. And because of that, they broke the curse of poverty where now my kids never had to experience all of that. They're blessed. That means my grandchildren will be blessed. What am I trying to teach you here today is this, is that if we begin to look at these resources, stop saying, well, you, I'm never going to have your life. It's okay. You apply these principles, you will be blessed. Break the curse of debt. Break that. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for who you are. Father, we thank you, Jesus, that you are an awesome Father. Thank you for these principles. Thank you for this parable, Jesus, that you put in there. 